This is episode 444 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, March 12th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I want to talk about some Sea of Thieves, the final beta just wrapped up this weekend, and a bit of the, no, just Darwin Project, which is a new game, Battle Royale-esque, that is in early access on both Steam and Xbox One. And some cocoa, which I'm gonna get to right, right, right now. Because I was talking with my friend John, I think it was yesterday, and I mentioned to him that he should not show his kids the movie. And it's not because I think it's a bad movie, but because it has some things in it that I think are unneeded, haven't been advertised, and plague a handful of Pixar movies and are not. Uh, stranger to animated films in general but I do want to just say I enjoyed the movie but I would have liked it more if it maybe didn't have some of these things because uh, the, the thing is I was really into Coco in the, the beginning say the first half I was really liking it I love that we have movies like Coco and Black Panther that celebrate cultures that aren't always in these big movies they're you know you'll you'll get Indie movies that have, you know, the Mexican culture, black culture. But you don't often get really big AAA movies that make hundreds of millions of dollars focusing on, you know, not white culture. But um, we have Coco now, which is this beautiful, uh, I mean, it's visually very, very pretty. And it's celebrating Mexican culture, which is great. And if you haven't seen The Book of Life... That's what this what is called, right? Um, which came out five-ish years ago, I think, at this point. Uh, which is also really, really good. And had a really interesting sort of marionette style to the visuals and the design. Um, and I, I really liked Kogo. Get a little sidetracked there. But the problem I had is that it had to take this dark turn. Just like Toy Story 3, they decided, oh, we have to make you know, a lot of this movie dark because, you know, we want it to be a real film. I'm guessing. I don't know what the hell they're thinking when they do that. But I, and you know, they had Up where the last third of it or so, the the guy they went to go find up in the sky or wherever the hell they were going. I can't, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But um, he's like, you know, now I'm going to try and murder the little kid and the old dude. Let's make it a murder movie. Uh, which I don't like. And that leads to Coco and my problem is that later on and these are spoilers for Coco if you haven't already seen it the the boy wants to be a musician but it's forbidden in his family because they look at it as a curse from generations ago I think his great great grandparents um, the great great grandfather never came back and he was a musician he went off to do music instead and because of that they just they don't do music and he wants to be a musician. He loves music, this little kid who I can't remember his name because he's not Coco. Coco is his grandmother. Um, and he ends up in the the world of the dead. And I'm sure there's a term for it that I don't know. Um, and he gets there by stealing the guitar of this great musician from years ago, from generations ago. And that sends him to that area. And he can get sent back when a family member 
gets like a flower petal and it's like, oh, I forgive you or I don't know, whatever. And his regular family will only send him back if he agrees to never play music ever again. And he does that first time, then he just plays music again and is sent immediately back. And so he goes on a journey to find his great-great-grandfather because he discovers that he was this musician. He sees the guitar in the picture, in the torn picture without the head. Um, the head was ripped off. He wasn't a headless guitarist. And he goes on a journey to find him, gets help from this other guy, and his dog comes with him in this world. And when he when he meets this great musician, everything seems fine. Until you find out that that great musician what not his great-great-grandfather, but is actually a horrible person who murdered, poisoned his actual great-great-grandfather and stole all his music so that he could have all the glory. And because that other guy wanted to go back to his family and be with them, he didn't want to abandon them for music. <laughs> so he murdered them. And then he throws that guy in the pit and then throws a kid in the pit and then later on he tries you know there's violent things happening and he tries to kill the kid by throwing him off the top of a very tall building and he almost lands right on the big brick ground cement ground whatever before the flying tiger cat thing comes and catches him at the last minute and you know what i don't know why the hell that's in there why do we need to have this story that is about family and remembering where you came from and you know it's not just about the future but it's about the past and your lineage and all that stuff and just you know this this potentially great story about family why does it have to be bogged down by this stupid murder violent subplot that isn't needed nobody needs it i feel like in anime movies, and you know, you have this and stuff like The Lion King. You have it in Bambi where there are all these, these tragedies. In Finding Nemo, it starts off with the the mother getting eaten and all of the kids getting eaten, except for the one who's physically handicapped. Okay, we, we needed that. You can just like, uh, something, I don't know. But why can't he have a family and just, you know, there's this one fish who needs a little extra help. But, you know, the rest of the kids are fine and they support his their brother. And then he goes and tries to do something on his own. And then the father has to go and help him. And the, the mother and the rest of the kids are still fine. Why can't that happen? Oh, I don't know. Because it's animated and you, you can get away with super violent things and tragedy way more than if it was real life. You think they would have that in a real life, uh, a live action picture? Hell no, they wouldn't have that. Um, so I just, I don't understand it because... A live-action movie that is very much about family is about time, and that, that's specifically about a father-son relationship. It, it was really promoted as a love story. It's like a romantic comedy type of thing with this time travel thing. Um, but at its core, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story about a father and a son and their relationship together. I, I really love that movie. But you know what that movie didn't feel the need to throw into it? Some kind of murder subplot. It, you didn't find out later that the, fucking, the father was actually not his father, but he time-traveled to another time where he murdered the father and poisoned him, and then he took his place, and he was like, ah, I'm your father, we got this time-travel bill. No, it's stupid. That'd be stupid. Nobody wants that. You just have this beautiful story about family. You don't need to throw murder in it and all that shit. I like Coco, but I, 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 I thought like halfway through, that I would love it. I thought 
wow. Pixar's, they've, they've, they've knocked it out of the park this time. This is going to be one of their top films in years. Because I am someone who definitely is more critical of Pixar than a lot of people. I loved a lot of their earlier work. Um, I love Bugs Life. I love Monsters Incorporated. I love Toy Story, the first one. I, what came out, I mean, I love Incredibles. I, I don't remember that much of Ratatouille, but I remember really enjoying that. But then it was, I think, I, and Toy Story 2 was like super forgettable, and so was Cars. But Wally, I think it might have been the turning point because Wally, the first half before they get to the space station, incredible. Maybe the best animated anything I've ever seen. And then they had to ruin it by turning it into this weird movie, social commentary about obesity and crap and laziness and whatever. And that, that part was really only... That part was made tolerable by the little the little robot who likes to clean everything and is super obsessive about it. I love that little guy. I'm, I'm glad that, that that section that half existed because I like that little robot. But I would have really loved if they just stayed in this quiet... You know, even if it might not have been super pleasant or did something different than just having, okay, now we're going to have this part where they're talking and all this hoo-ha. So, Coco, I like it. Didn't love it. Do not recommend it for small children, I'd say. I don't know. I mean, it depends. You have to judge your 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 children's emotional state and what they can take and handle. But, um, you know, maybe like 8+. plus. I checked the... That site, the Common Sense Media, I think, where they tell you, oh, this is how old we, we recommend. And I think it was 7 plus, so that is something to go off of. The first two reviews are like 8 and 10 plus. Uh, it's funny, though, on there because they have a rating, too. What parents say and then what kids say. And it's like, oh, what kids say? Kids say, I was looking at some other movies, kids say 5 plus or 4 plus. I'm like, what kid... I mean, who puts, what parent puts their kid on this page and they're like, this movie, how old do you think people are like, it just seems, it seems weird that you have this kid's rating because I feel like a kid is going to say their age all the time because they're like, I want to watch this movie, so of course I'm going to say my age or, you know, I don't know. That, that's a weird thing, but um, moving on to video games and all that other jazz. Sea of Thieves, play the beta, final beta, and... I I really want to like that game. I want to like it so much, but I don't. I've played it three times now, and I've seen it progress the three times. The only time I played it with other people was in the first beta a long time ago. I think that was last year, and that wasn't any fun. I played with strangers, something I really don't like doing because it's just... You know, you, you, you never know what you're going to get. Like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. Except it with a box of chocolates, you know you're going to get some fucking chocolate. You actually do know what you're going to get. Maybe you don't know, is this piece going to have a cherry in it? Is this one going to be white chocolate? I mean, if it's white chocolate, it's going to be fucking white, and you're going to know it's white chocolate. So that doesn't make any sense either. And usually, like with those, what was the Walden box of assorted chocolates that you get at Walgreens? they'd tell you where they were so you you know what you're gonna get you know you're getting chocolate and you can look at the little thing and be like okay that's the one's got the cherry in it and that one's got the nuts in it and that one's got coconut in it i don't know i don't get those things and my mom used to love those and i get those for her but i don't think she uses those anymore so 
Life is not like a box of chocolates because you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get some fucking chocolate. And Sea of Thieves is like a box of chocolates because you know what you're going to get. Nothing good for you. Nothing. But um, I, I played it three times. I did not enjoy it with other people because the people I got uh, who, I, who I was playing with, um, they weren't great. They were very annoying and our ship sank in, I don't know, under three minutes, if even that. But I played it now and soloing is fine. You can handle the ship fine. Um, I've never run into another ship to have a battle with. I'm sure I'd get decimated if that happened as a solo pirate, solo captain. But the problem with the game is, and this has been consistent throughout, is that there is just nothing to do in the game. I'm assuming if you enjoy battling other ships and do having ship battles, then you probably have fun. And if you just want to futz around. But I've... Never run into another ship. I think they say the way they try to play it out is that you have a ship battle every 30 minutes of exploration time. I don't know. But in my just adventuring through the world, finding islands and forts, I go there, I see some skeletons, I kill them. But then there's nothing. There's no loot there's nothing to collect. There's no reason for me to be there. I'm not finding any kind of special treasure. I'm finding nothing. I find some skeletons. I kill them. And then I'm like, okay. I guess I should go on my boat. Oh, my boat's not there. They're stuck. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I want to like it so badly. But I don't. I don't at all. Um, and it sucks because it's so fucking pretty. The water is incredible. The water in Sea of Thieves is what the night was in Alan Wake. Alan Wake's nighttime lighting and everything, it was, it was incredible. It was so gorgeous. And the water in Sea of Thieves is amazing. It's ridiculous. Especially when it's getting really wavy and windy and the, it's just rocking like crazy. It looks unbelievable. And even the, the visuals in general, the cell shading and all that, it's, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful game but it doesn't matter how beautiful the game is if there's nothing to fucking do in it i don't care i don't care how beautiful a game looks if there's nothing for me to do in it i'm not going to spend any time in it and it sucks because i was playing this beta and i played the previous one i'm like sell me on the game sell me on the game i want to play it i want i want to pre-order i want to buy it i want to support you and buy this game i bought no man's sky did not regret it i love that game I, you know, eventually after maybe 50 hours, I hit a ceiling, I hit a wall, and I stopped playing. But I had 50 quality hours in it. Because I, I knew what, like, I think people were just expecting so much more from that game. But I got what I wanted out of it. I got worlds to explore, languages to learn, things to find. Uh, I just got this wonderful little bit of exploration with different things around uh, various planets. I enjoyed that. But there's nothing, there's nothing like that in Sea of Thieves. You go to an island, and the second time when I... Because I played this version of the beta twice. The second time I loaded it up, I got to a giant island. No skeletons. There's nothing on there. There were, like, some parrots or something. Uh, I mean, there might have been a pig that I tried to kill, and I couldn't kill it. Then I got to an, a fort, and there were, like, cannonballs and shit there. But there was 
no one there. Not a skeleton, nothing. And I just, I don't know why so many people seem to enjoy it. Because I go in there and there's just, there's nothing there. There's nothing to do. And I don't know how close this last beta is to the final product. But if it is close, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm wondering if they're in for a rude awakening when it releases and people, like, because I don't know how well the beta did in terms of people, I mean, people might just be saying, hey, I'll, I'll wait for it to be released in its final version with uh, the Game Pass, which I think is the way anyone who's interested in it should play it. I don't think anyone should buy it. Just, I mean, I, there's still a free trial if you haven't done it already, so just do that. Try it that way and see if maybe you actually find some enjoyment on it or if you like ship battles or stuff like that but for me it's it's an incredibly beautiful game but it's also an incredibly empty game and they just offset each other and leave me not interested in playing much more of it i'll probably do the game pass because i still have a trial for it available so unless they like hey we're turning off the trials with this game's release um so yeah disappointing super disappointing but um other than Sea of Thieves, I've also played a little bit of Darwin Project, which recently came out on Xbox One and PC uh, as early access or the Xbox game preview. Um, and it's, I think it's 20, no, I don't, I, I'm not sure how much it costs. I'm thinking of a different early access game. I was thinking of that, that uh, deep minor thing, <laughs> which I think is 25 bucks, but I'm, I'm not sure about the price of this. It is another type of Battle Royale game, but a much more intimate tight small scale version of battle royale where there are 10 contestants and then one show runner who is controlling the game to a limited extent and you could play as that show runner or you could play as one of the contestants and there's a later mode coming where they they'll be split up into five teams of two and it's set up in eight i think it's eight octa uh octagonal zones um and you are equipped with a, a bow and an axe and you could craft certain items for yourself as a contestant you can collect resources from like couches and trees certain trees that help you build various things like uh, boots that will make you faster little like coat things that'll make keep you warmer because you're fighting not only your other contestants but the environment and specifically that you're in this this cold environment so you're fighting off the cold the whole time and you're just trying to be the last man standing and while you are searching for other players to kill them or maybe just hiding to survive the time uh the game the showrunner which is it's not what they're called. They're not the title's not showrunner, but that's the thing that's in my head. But as a showrunner, you have various abilities. You can just freely roam around the environment and look at uh, the contestants. You can focus on one, and then you have various abilities as your your skill points are are being uh, compiled over time, and then certain abilities require a certain number of points, so you can give health to a certain contestant you can make a contestant invincible for a period of time you can 
increase the or re not rejigger you can uh refuel everyone's cold meter god the words are not coming to me right now um you can close off certain zones so those will become toxic if people go there or are stuck in there you can send a nuke to a zone you can pick someone and make them a target for everyone so you basically are putting a bounty on them and if somebody kills them they'll get a special loot box uh, you can also do a few other things i think but it's it's got potential it's definitely early access it's definitely a bit limited and it takes a bit of time to find a match on the xbox one uh, I'd say it, it, it ranges from um, like two minutes to five or six minutes. And I think it might be a little bit longer to find a match as the showrunner. Uh, I found one in probably around five, six minutes. The, the one match I played is that. And yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's a little weird that you have these abilities as the showrunner to help players. Seems like all I, all I want to do is mess with them. But the thing that, and it looks nice, runs well enough. Um, the thing that I'm, I'm curious about, because while I was the show and I really noticed this, I'm not sure how well the audio design of the game is, because I would look and see that there were players very close to each other, and they were just going off and doing their own thing, and they didn't seem to know that they were near another player. And I'm not sure if that's because they just can't hear that there's someone else there or what because it just seemed weird that so frequently a player would not realize that they're 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 near someone else and also i don't know if the people i was playing with are just stupid weren't paying attention or maybe it doesn't show them what's going on well enough but i sent a nuke to the middle area when there were three or maybe four contestants in that area i killed all three of them because they were just lollygagging around until maybe there were like 10 seconds left then i see them start spreading and then one was like really in the middle died and then another one died and then the one was really close to the edge but he didn't make it and he died oh they all died and i was just so i was baffled because i didn't understand one why they were just staying there and not getting the hell out of there because I think it gives you about 40 seconds to get out of a zone when a nuke is being sent there. And the nuke starts in the middle and then just spreads out. So you still have some time after the nuke hits. But they just fucking, they just hung around. And then like when there were a few seconds left, they're like, we probably, we probably better get the hell out of here. So that was weird. But I see potential in it. I, uh, I, I probably going to play a little bit more, but... After a few more matches, I think I might just shelve it for now and then come back to it later and see what's going on. Because you can also customize your character. They're going to add the female sex later. And I'm not sure how you can craft new items or if that's not in there yet to more customize your character. But it's got potential, but it's it's pretty limited. And... One thing that sucks too is that like when you're the contestant, it throws you into this little like lobby thing and you can mess around. But there is no tutorial at all, so you just have to use that initial lobby visit to 
try and figure out all the controls and what everything does because you have your little skill wheel and all that stuff but it doesn't really do a great job of telling you how to do everything uh, in, in either role as the showrunner or a contestant but you know it is an early access game so it's always important to keep that in mind things may change things will probably change and things may significantly change you never know so that is darwin project available now on xbox one and pc and i like it more at least than sea of thieves but is that saying much no it's not saying much but you know darwin project i think it's got potential it's got potential and I like I like the the intimate nature of it. I, I think that gives it something that's a bit nicer than all these other ones where it's a hundred people thrown into this giant environment. This one is really, you know, really tight, and the the whole showrunner thing adds a, a nice little uh, spice to it. It makes it a little spicier. <laughs> also, Hotcakes Man, I hope you're watching and you like this shirt too. I borrowed this one from my grandmama too. An award just for you. <laughs> anyway, that'll be it for today's show. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush Three. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, PR Redux, and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are all also available on podcast services around the globes, like Stitcher Radio and Google Play Store, and something else, probably. Eh, I don't know. You can also find the art I do on the site, as well as going over to pxsart.com, where you'll see everything in one fancy schmancy place and get links to where you can purchase prints of the pieces you fancy and if you fancy supporting the site and everything we do you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way and um youtube.com slash pixelated sausage is where you can find the videos that i put up uh we're now up to part 11 on the past career playthrough and it's just getting more sweary as I'm starting to just get super frustrated with the game in part because I don't want to play it anymore, but I'm sticking with it. And I just, it's a bad game. It is a bad, bad, bad game. It's not good. Not good at all. And I posted a video of Rad Rogers, which I think I might have mentioned on a, a previous episode, but I just, I can't get over Rodrigo Rodriguez. It's just a little. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white boy. Whatever. That'd be like Coco. <laughs> that movie starring a little white, skin, blue-eyed, blonde-haired little boy. People would have loved that, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm also going to post some videos of Darwin Project, so if you're interested in checking those out, you can go over there. I might get one or both up today. I did a video of me as a contestant. That was my first just messing around with the game and then I did a little bonus episode as the showrunner. What is it called? It's not showrunner. I don't know. It's something. But it's not showrunner. It's not show host. Show something. Something, something, something. Shot caller. It was an okay movie. No, no, not really. I don't even think I finished it. Oh, God. Well, you know what? I think that's a good place to end it, so... 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go bye bye for now, so bye!